They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Welcome to this special bite-sized edition of Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, taking a look back at the first day of the Bob Willis Trophy Final against Essex. After being inserted, Somerset have finished a truncated and stop-start day, which only saw 44 overs of play on 119 for four. Eddie Byron making his top score of the season with 51 not out. Contributions also from Ben Green with 24. Skipper Tom Abel with 19. George Bartlett made 12. And Steve Davis is the other unbeaten batsman on 13 not out. For the visitors, just the four bowlers used. Jamie Porter and Aaron Beard taking a wicket each. Two for Sam Cook and nothing from Simon Harmer's six frugal overs, which only went for 10. Gents, what do we make of day one? Good position, bad position, or honours even? I think I think you think honours even at this point. Um, I, I have a slight hunch that we might be ahead because, as Steve said in his article, if Essex were in this position, I think we'd be a little bit... We, I think we'd think that we hadn't had a great day. If Essex had reached 119 for four at the close, um, I think we'd be a little bit disappointed in our bowlers. So the fact that we've got there makes me think we might be in a good position, but it's so hard to tell at the moment, you know, going into tomorrow. Um, you know, if we lose a couple early wickets, then, then you know, it's back to square one. Um, and then we can't obviously really tell until Essex are batted. But... At the start of the day, if this is if if I'd been offered 119 for four on a you know a rainy day, um, I would definitely have taken it. Um, so yeah, hopefully it gives us a good platform, you know, going into tomorrow. Byrams look quite good. You know, Davis is is having a reasonable season with the bat, so uh, hopefully we can make you know get through the first hour tomorrow and uh, hopefully put on at least 250. I think is the kind of score I'd be looking at. Agree with that, Steve? Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's a day that we could have put ourselves in a big hole and we didn't. Um, and I think uh, the, I've got an ironic moment and that's tied into the events at the end when the Essex players stayed on the field, uh, clearly didn't want to go off. And I think that indicated that they felt this was an opportunity missed for them today. But also I thought it was quite ironic that on this time last year, Essex's captain was spending his time chatting to the umpires and convincing them not to play on day three at Taunton and a year on he's on the field convincing the umpires that they should carry on playing so that made me feel quite good I think of the two dressing rooms ours would probably be the little happier tonight yeah definitely and uh, someone who will be feeling quite happy is well two people that will be feeling quite happy one is Eddie Byram after scoring unbeaten half century today and the second person is his number one fan Dan Kingdom. Dan, do you want to talk to us about Eddie today? How good was he? Yeah, he took about 20-odd balls to sort of get going. He looked a little bit shaky early on. Um, obviously, Essex were bowling well. Um, but those sort of slightly loose balls from Beard, he was able to hit a few fours. You know, that got him going. Um, and after that, he looked fine to me. Um, you know, and I'm so glad as well that though that 12 minutes, you know, that could have been catastrophic. We could have lost a wicket or two. But instead, you know, Eddie managed to get to his 50. And obviously that's a big moment for him. It's his first 50 in a competitive first-class match for over two years. Um, so I think him getting there, having also been made sort of 20s and 30s so far this season, to get there, you know, before the end of the day means that he can, you know, sleep well tonight, I think. Mm. And hopefully he can 
restart tomorrow, you know, and score another 50, hopefully. Um, if he does that, I think we'll be very happy. But yeah, uh, punch, very happy uh, with him. on drive past the bowler for his 50 showed that he's in good nick because that's a difficult mm. shot to play you ask any left-hander they'll say that's a hard shot to play and yeah. Cook's reaction I think probably said that guy had no right to play that so that was a, not just that it got to his 50 but that must have given him a lot of confidence he looked good to me I thought he looked yes agreed he didn't look sort of carefree to me but he just looked like he was he was just gonna if the ball was there to hit he was just gonna go and hit it I don't mm. think he was gonna not necessarily die wondering and you know trying to launch everything into the into the stands but I think he, he looked clear to me or sort of clear to me if that was what he's going to do that he was just going to play his natural game not worry too much about technical aspects or anything like that and just back himself if it was there to hit he was going to hit it um, like you say Dan um, that over from Aaron Beard just before lunch kind of got him motoring a bit where he got um, he got three boundaries off that which I think took him yeah. to sort of 39 off, off 45 at lunch so um, yeah well played Eddie um, I really hope he goes on and makes a makes a big 100 tomorrow the weather forecast is slightly better for tomorrow insofar that there's not going to be any rain forecast but it is going to be a bit cloudy so maybe tricky for batting again um, what do we think might be happening tomorrow then what what have we got to do first hour crucial first hour i think that's what they always say on the verdict we're doing our first ever sort of verdict today guys so we're we're all, we're all very excited about that we eventually got going after several uh, several minutes of technical difficulties at my end but um, yeah crucial first hour I think, guys i think the first the first hours the first hour is crucial i think it's crucial for two reasons one it's crucial for the scoreboard and two i think the mentality swing could be quite important I've got just got a feeling that maybe Essex weren't a terribly happy bunch of bunnies at the end of the day there and I think they'll come back tomorrow and say we could go hard um, I, I, I don't know there's something telling me that maybe our bowlers are going to get more out of this surface and also the fact they've only got three seamers and we've got four on this surface could make quite a difference so yes obviously we want to get as many as we can and I think 250 <laughs> 250 first innings would be great anything above that would be happy days but I don't think the Essex batsmen are going to look forward to facing Craig and Co on this and then if Vic Marks's comments which Anthony Gibson was saying on the radio commentary today um, Vic Marks thinks it's going to take spin as the game wears on so something to do he was looking at the foot marks apparently and drew that conclusion so this could be Leachy's big moment of his season yeah it was a do you, the yeah, Essex obviously won the toss and, and stuck us in. Do you think that was because they really thought it was a bowl first deck? Because I, I thought it was it was a kind of a 60-40 decision to bowl first. It wasn't those where it's absolutely um, black as the ace of spades in the sky and the and the pitches um the pitch is a lovely rich shade of green. It and they have got Simon Harmer and he won't be bowling in that last innings now. So do you think that was yeah. because they just didn't fancy facing our our quicks up top? Possibly. Um, I mean, also Somerset, I don't know if you saw Ben Green's interview after the play. He said that Somerset would have bowled first as well. So it does seem to have been a, a bowl first day. I suppose it's just, uh, you know, it was cloudy. They're probably unknowns about the pitch. They probably just were thinking, not sure if we want to be the first ones to bat on this. And, you know, we kind of want to find out what a good score might be by bowling first. Perhaps that might have been part of their thinking. 
and you know as always quite often um uh there's more assistance obviously for the seamers first up so they may that that may have been part of their thinking as well but yeah they as i said they will miss out on having harbor in the last innings um and you know we've got you know i think i'm i'm happy with us buying first you know i think we're better buying first if you look at our record over the last couple of years in the county championship most of our wins have come bowling uh, sorry most of our wins have come batting first and most of our draws and losses have been bowling first so uh you know i'm, I'm happy to be batting first and yeah as, as i said with leach possibly with leach in the fourth innings as well you know that that could be a big factor we need we need one of these two to go on and and make a score well beyond 50 and then we need the the lower half of the order to do what they've been doing all season. If we can do that, if you just do the maths, so another 50 out of this pair and another 50 besides takes you well over 200. Yeah. Uh, and Gregory overturned Jack Brooks. If you get half an hour of any of those, they're not going to bat half an hour for five, are they? So that's my, that's my sort of route to getting us to a decent total. Yeah, I think Jack Brooks has got some runs in him today. I can just feel I can feel him doing something special today as well. Um, what do we? Um, what do you make of Ben Green's knock today? Um, I thought he looked. I thought he did very well until he got out. He got a good one from Sam Cook. Um, just jagged back, nipped through the gate, <coughs> and took his offside. Dan's just got COVID there. He's just coughing away. <laughs> um, yeah, he's opening with Tom Lamanby. I was just wondering, because I was casting my mind back through Devon cricket, and Green and Lamanby will have played a lot of club cricket together uh, for Exeter. So I just wonder mm-hmm. if that might be a, a factor in pushing Green up to open with his, uh, his mate from Exeter, Lamanby. He did well today. Um, like didn't say, look out of his depth at all, did he? Not at all. Um, and he, yeah. like I say, he did look very, uh, very disappointed when he when he got out. I think he felt he'd done the hard work. He'd given the first hour or so to the bowlers. And like I say, did that traditional openers job of of seeing off the new ball. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if seeing his mate Tom Lamanby, who he's grown up with and played through all the age groups and ranks uh, at Exeter, play a knock like he did at Worcester the other day is just maybe giving him a little bit of confidence to say, well, if Lammers can do it, I don't, I don't see why I, why I can. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got the second yeah, to come, hasn't he? So. Yeah. It's, it's only Green's fifth first-class match. You know, it's very early days in his career. You know, he only, he's you know, it's only his third game of the season. He played two at the end of 2018. You know, he's still got. You know, he hasn't done much yet in first-class cricket. But you know, he'd be, he'd be thirsty to prove himself. And I think, you know, it will take a lot of encouragement from. He was only 24, but he saw off 66 balls. You know, he took us into the you know the 20th over, 21st over was when he got out. Um, you know, it, it's a good start. Um, for him in this match, um, it will give him. I think it will give him the assurance, the reassurance that he can bat against a top class attack. You know, they were bowling well at him. You know, Porter and Cook in particular. You know, but he managed to see them off. And the ball, yeah, it was a shame he got out. He, it was a, it was a good ball from Cook. But hopefully, in the second innings, you know, he can take heart from that and hopefully do a similar or or better job. Yeah, do you agree with that, Steve? Well. Yeah, absolutely. I thought the, the drag off at the end was was that exactly what you guys said. Um, I was really impressed with him. And when you consider our two openers have got 10 first class games between them before today or nine before today, whatever the maths is, and how many Sir Alistair Cook got, you know, is the golfing experience is, is beyond belief. And you know, you can get a good ball early on. If we can get Cook with a good ball early on, like Lammers got today especially if we've got 
240, 250 plus, we're, we're right in the box, eh? Yeah, I think um, Overton and Dave against Cook, um, I say tomorrow, but it, it could be day three. If You never know if we manage to go through, uh, if we manage to battle day tomorrow, uh, <laughs> continuing our innings, but uh, more than likely be tomorrow. If we battle day tomorrow, we'll only we'll only have to bat once, won't we? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> and, and Eddie Byron will probably got a double hundred, so we won't be able to wipe the smile off Dan's face. Oh, um, Dan won't be, <laughs> won't be comprehensible tomorrow if that happens. <laughs> uh, look at that, I can't see us batting through all of tomorrow, but you never know, you know. I, Yes, it's difficult to see it. Yeah, I think um, I think Cook's the key man tomorrow. Um, you said at the start of the podcast, Dan, that if it, if it were roles reversed, hundred nineteen for four. I think if Cook was in, I'd be worried for them. If Cook was out, I'd be um, substantially less worried because mm-hmm. he's their he's their gun bat. Obviously, we all know what a, what a legend yeah. he's been for for England and then uh, Essex over the years. Um, do we think Tom Abel's got a technical issue? Um, keep getting strangled down the leg side because I watched it again. I just think he's slightly. I think it's just. Over. I don't think it's a technical issue. No, I don't think it is. I think it's just he needs to put that shot away until he's set because I think he plays the shot really well and effectively. But it's one of those where at the moment he's just having not quite getting it. But then today he played the shot really well and. You've got to say that was an outstanding mm. catch to get him by Weeter. There was a photo that I saw on Twitter from, uh, I think it's Alex Davidson. It looked from a certain angle that the ball may have just grasped, but it may have been it may have been a trick of the lens. And obviously, not having the the full sky coverage, um, we won't be able to have the benefits of uh, super high definition replays and slow mos and magnifying glasses and all that but um, to the naked eye it certainly looked like a fair catch um, and I am going to try and get a scaffold delivered to Lords tomorrow so they can mount a camera directly behind, behind the bowler's arm at the nursery end because they are £20 a day to hire and I'm sure we could crowdfund one in about five minutes um, <laughs> if the MCC oh, yeah. I'll it's funny. yeah if the MCC want to we'll, like, we'll have to have our name on it we'll have to, like Dan King, you, yeah, well, you wouldn't. You just have Go on Eddie written on it, wouldn't you, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So MCC crowdfunder page, twenty pound a day for uh, for an access tower or scaffold to put at the nursery end. Other than that, a few technical issues with the stream, but it, it was uh, it was quite nice having some uh, some proper commentators uh, from the TV on. I I, I must admit my heart, heart kind of sank when I heard um, an Australian I'd never heard before, and then Niall O'Brien, who for me is in the same. Um, class as Kevin Peterson as a commentator, you know, he seems to uh, he seems to put a stress on every kind of random other word in a sentence. But yeah, enjoyed <laughs> enjoyed the stream. Okay, gents. Um, I didn't actually listen to the commentary. It was, it was the order was off. I I, the, I I don't know about I don't know if it was, I was watching the wrong stream. I don't know. I was watching the ECB website because that was the furthest ahead. It was further ahead than the BBC and the Sky Sports streams. Um, and I didn't want to get spoiled by accidentally seeing a wicket on Twitter before it happened on the stream. But the problem with the, the ECB stream is that the audio was ahead. So, like, when you hear the appeal before the ball had even been bowled, so I watched the whole, the whole day on mute. Yeah, it was the same. You kind of, you've kind of hear, hear bat on ball and think, well, that sounds like a good shot. Ah, oh, straight to the fielder. But I think the ECB yeah. stream was the same as the Sky stream. But the, I think it was. Yeah, the, so it was all this. Yeah. Yeah, the BBC stream had the TMS commentary. So I kind of switched to TMS mm-hmm. while they were talking during the rain breaks to see when we'd uh, when we get back on. Um, how much work did you manage to get done today, Stephen? Which was your stream of choice? 
Um, I actually was working and I was listening to Gibbo and the and I was listening to Mr. Topley as well. Let's just leave it at that. Oh, but, right. uh, no, I got I got loads done today, uh, work-wise, and, and hopefully set myself up for the rest of the week now. Yeah. So I've got that difficult decision to make tomorrow. But Gibbo was excellent, and he waited until mid-afternoon, but then he pulled the pin on the grenade about the pitches. And there's been a little bit of to and fro on Twitter with Mr. Topley and myself later this, <laughs> later this evening, so... Um, but anyway, he was actually Mr. Topley. I think he's been told since his recent events to be a little bit neck wound in because he certainly wasn't as irritating as he normally is. Oh, he's got a slap on the wrist from the powers that be. Excellent stuff. Yes, I, I trust Gibbo hasn't had uh, a censure of that nature, so he can uh, he can carry on and uh, carry on. And oh fire, yes, fire the guns. Yeah, he the did say about it. people in his 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 comment was when they were talking about it. Um, I don't think people in glass houses should throw stones, which I thought was great and said all that needed to be said. Absolutely. Right, gents. Um, I feel like we could talk about t today for about another hour or so, but we are constraining ourselves. This is a bite size, so um, just um, a couple of sentences or a little, uh, a little bit from you each on what we think needs to be done tomorrow, and then we will wrap it up. If we're batting till mid-afternoon, I think we're in pole position. Yeah, I think. Yeah, agreed. Um, I think we'll be we'll be bowling at some point tomorrow. Hopefully, it'll be yeah beyond mid-afternoon. Hopefully, you know, final session ideally. And I think I think we'll bowl better than Essex. Have Essex have bowled quite well, but I back us our our attack to be better than theirs um, and be a bit more you know bowl a bit drier, be a bit more consistent. Um, so yeah, I'm reasonably optimistic. But yeah, the first hour is key. Yeah, agreed. Key first hour tomorrow. Um, I think it, it the way that they bowled after the rain delay after lunch against um, Byron and Bartlett, they really restricted them. I think they'll come out and do that again tomorrow, not give us anything. Um, we've just got to be patient, hit the bad ball, um, and like you say, bat till mid-afternoon at least, ideally till tea, uh, and then have a good, uh, a good go at, um, in that evening session. And just get Alistair Cook out because he was he held the game together for them at, at Taunton last year, and I think he'll do the same uh, the same again this week. Um, so he's yeah, the big and he won the game at Chelmsford for them last year. Exactly. So get Cook, uh, win the Bob Willis Trophy. Get Cook early, and win the Bob Willis Trophy. Gents, thanks very much for your time. Um, we will be back. Uh, early evening sometime tomorrow keep an eye out for the notification on twitter but for steve tancock and dan kingdom i'm ian shepherd best of luck to somerset tomorrow on day two and we will catch you sometime tomorrow evening